on a scale Uncovered of Uncovered the treasures of Columbia Street Mercantile in the heart of downtown Farmington. Columbia Street Mercantile has an exquisite collection of candles, classic toys, and artisanal handmade ice cream. Step into a world of timeless charm and relish in the nostalgia. Columbia Street Mercantile, where sweetness, joy, and tradition come together. Join Columbia Street Mercantile in downtown Farmington today and let your taste buds and memories dance in delight. One, two, three. Oh, hi, Jenny here. Just counting all the dollars I saved at my local Big Deals online store. What? You haven't saved yet? Get on it. You'll love the great selection of gift certificates at discount prices. They make great gifts, too. And you can shop right from your phone. Nothing satisfies like counting all those savings. Now let me get back to it. Six, seven, eight. Go to kfmo.com or b104fm.com and click on the Big Deals logo for instant savings. AM 1240 KFMO. The start of your day begins with the start. I need my news, weather, and sports. I'm Mike Ramsey reporting. Weather at 12 and 40 every hour. I'm Jared Pettis. We check sports. And now the start on AM 1240 KFMO. Well, good morning to you. That's about all I can say right now. Gee, everything is just going crazy. And tonight is the big... Halloween bash in Deloge, and it's going to, they're going to actually close a street. It's the 100 block of uh, Lincoln Street. They're going to close tonight, starting at 5 o'clock, I guess. That's when it all begins. Uh, maybe, but probably before that, because they have to, it's going to be outside. So they'll close that street, who knows, 4 o'clock maybe, something like that, and set everything up. And then tonight you'll be able to take your kids over there. You can still register, by the way, for the costume contest. You can do it uh, online. Go to the Facebook page for Lulu's Cakes and get the information there for right now. But I can tell you that much, and it's going to be so much fun. Probably much bigger this year than even last year. Uh, Just a really great effort. So have fun with it. But they are. They're closing a whole block, the 100 block of uh, Lincoln Street. They're closing it in downtown Deloge. Uh, I hope you enjoyed the interview we had with Jamie just a moment ago talking about this big event. And uh, kudos to those of you who were able to get signed up early enough for a T-shirt, too. Yeah. And remember, that costume contest portion of the Halloween bash tonight begins about 7 o'clock. Um, there are games for the kids. There's all kinds of stuff. There are even, uh, as long as they last, there's free hot dogs. Uh, the whole event's free. So enjoy it and have a great time. Now, uh, what else is coming up on the program? Well, we have several things coming up here. And this hour, we have St. Francis County uh, Prosecuting Attorney Blake Dudley coming in. And then the Mineral Area College report for you. That's all still to come on AM 1240. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. O'Reilly Auto Parts' new Brake Best Select Pro brand raises the bar for the best aftermarket domestic brake pads and rotors available. For vehicle-specific friction formulations, quiet tech noise-canceling shims, and stainless steel hardware, choose Brake Best Select Pro. Professional-grade brakes from the professional parts people at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts Shop local, buy local, save big deals It's not every day you can save money. Oh, wait, you can. 
Hi, Jenny here from Big Deals. When you shop Big Deals, you'll save money every day on dozens of gift certificates from local businesses like these. Colton Steakhouse, Paw Affection Pet Grooming, Charlie's Mowing Service and Snow Removal, and the Oasis Christian Bookstore and Gifts. They're all part of our Big Deals. Local news you can trust. This is the Parklands Freedom Leader, AM 1240 KFMO. Here's Mike Ramsey. Good morning. It's Monday, October 2nd, and the time is 10 minutes after 8 o'clock. In our newscast, we have information on several items for you. A measure before the members of the Farmington City Council would prohibit smoking or consumption of marijuana in public spaces. We'll tell you how that came about. Plus, a man from Perryville is dead after a traffic accident. And a special Halloween bash. We were just talking about this as being presented by Lulu's Cakes and Deloge this evening. The event begins tonight at 5 o'clock, runs until 8 o'clock, and the owner of Lulu's Cakes, Jamie Lanius, says they're closing down the entire 100 block of Lincoln Street in downtown Deloge for this big Halloween bash. And the best thing is we are actually closing the street down and this is going to be trunk or treat, block party style Halloween bash. And I cannot wait. And that's where everything's going to take place. The costume contest portion of the Deloge Halloween Bash presented by Lulu's Cakes begins about 7 o'clock. For more information, visit the Lincoln Street Event Center and Facebook page for Lulu's Cakes. A man from Perryville, 20-year-old Jesse W. Robinson, is dead after he was involved in a one-vehicle accident that took place in Perry County at 7 o'clock Saturday night with a four-wheel side-by-side off-road vehicle. Highway Patrol reports show the vehicle was being driven east on Route N, east of Perry County Road 819, by 20-year-old Evan L. Mizzo of Perryville. The vehicle ran off the left side of the road, crashed into a fence, and rolled over. Robinson was flown to St. Louis University Hospital, where he was pronounced dead. Mizzo received minor injuries and was taken to Perry County Memorial Hospital in Perryville. Mizzo was wearing a safety device during the crash. Robinson was not. A measure before members of the Farmington City Council would prohibit the smoking or consumption of marijuana in public spaces in the town. City Administrator Greg Beavers says this came about through complaints from citizens and business owners who smelled the odor of the drug outside their businesses and considered it disruptive. The um, amendment to the Constitution that was passed last year legalizing uh, recreational marijuana use in Missouri provides uh, the ability for us to prohibit use in public spaces. So council read the first uh, reading of that ordinance. Beavers explains the ordinance will become law when it's passed after a second reading, which will probably take place at the next council meeting. That's news from AM 1240. I'm Mike Ramsey reporting for KFMO News from the Collins News Desk. It's Monday, October 2nd. 8.12 is the time. Let's take a look at the weather here at 12 after at 12.40 KFMO. What we have for you now is uh, sunshine. Lots of it, too. Fair skies, 57 degrees. Today, look for sunny weather and a high of 89 degrees. Now it's time for sports with Jared Pettis, so stay tuned and check our website, too. KFMO.com. 
It's time for a look at sports. I'm Jared Pettis on the local side. High school football on Friday. Our broadcast matchup saw the Central Rebels fall to the Valley Catholic Warriors 48-34 in Park Hills. Valley Catholic head coach Judd Nager picked up career win 175 with Valley. He spoke with us after the win. It was a good win, you know. Um, they're a good football team and... Um you know, they, they played really well in spots tonight. I know they, they have injuries, and, um, you know, it's almost hard to fathom what they would kind of look like if they were 100% out there. You know, I, th- I think we'd still be able to, put, you know, score some points, and I think it might have been one of them 70-70 to 70 games. We've got a good ceiling this year, but we certainly have a lot of things to fix. You know, we, 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 we gave up more yards tonight than we, than we have in our first five games combined. Valley Catholic improves to 5-1, and one, while Central falls to 3-3. Three and three. In fact, it's just the first time since 2011 that the Central Rebels have lost three straight games. Central head coach Corey Schweiss after the loss. We've got a lot of work to do. That's what I see. Uh, we are, we are just honestly, we're just not very good right now. Like we've got to figure some things out. We've got a personnel or, or we, we just got to learn how to play the game the right way. I, I don't want to question our effort because I think they try. They just don't understand <laughs> the schemes of, of what we're trying to do and and that's on us as coaches we've got to get these guys ready uh you know it's week six we can't be making the mistakes that we're making uh right now so uh we got to go back to the drawing board i know i know injuries has a little to do with it but i don't think it's got as much to do with it as as what people might think i think you know we just we just lack a little toughness, honestly. Other winners from Friday night football. Potosi escaped with the win over St. Genevieve 29-28. Festus top North County in the Raiders' homecoming. Hillsboro beats Windsor to stay undefeated. Cape Central shuts out Farmington 35-0. Farmington lost their quarterback Brett Dry early due to injury. And Fredericktown was at DeSoto, and they win it by two. Coming up today on the local side, high school softball. North County is at Sykeston, and St. Clair hosts the Fredericktown Lady Black Cats. On the volleyball side, a whole host of matchups. Bismarck at St. Genevieve. Potosi is at home against DeSoto. Farmington is on the road at Jackson. St. Paul at Ellington. Kingston, the Lady Cougars host Grandview. And South Iron is at Arcadia Valley to take on the Lady Tigers. Valley Catholic at Perryville. And the Fredericktown Lady Cats are in Cape Girardeau against Cape Central, the Lady Tigers. Boys Soccer Pacific is at North County and St. Paul is at home against Eagle Ridge. And on the girls' tennis side, district tournament time. Class 1, District 2 tournament quarterfinals. Potosi plays Windsor in a 4-5 matchup. Class 2 District 1 tournament quarterfinal. The 4-5 matchup there, Farmington plays Festus. And on Tuesday, high school volleyball on AM 1240 KFMO. MAAA large school conference play. Central is at Farmington. Here at On the Parkland Sports Leader, 6 o'clock pregame, 6.30 opening serve from the Black Knight Fieldhouse. Major League Baseball, the St. Louis Cardinals wrapped up their series on Sunday. Our own Mike Reeves has the recap from Bush Stadium and Adam Wainwright's final career day as the St. Louis Cardinal. The Cardinals were 4-3 to three winners over the Reds on the final day of the season and the final day of pitcher Adam Wainwright's career. Wainwright pinch hit in the eighth inning and struck out, and he says the pregame ceremony meant a lot to him. Watching Yachty and Albert send off last year, I thought, man, that is so, they are so deserving of that, and I was so proud that they got to share that together. Um, 
I would have never thought in a million years that I would get anything like that. Irving Lopez, Jordan Walker, Luke and Baker, and Jose Fermin drove in the St. Louis runs. The winning pitcher is Miles Michaelis. The loss goes to Hunter Green. The save for Ryan Helsley. The final Cardinals four, Reds three. In St. Louis, I'm Mike Reeves. Mike, thanks. Cardinals pitcher Adam Wainwright. What will he miss most about the experience of being a major league player? A lot of incredible people in there. You know, just beyond baseball, just incredible people to get to share life with you know and um same thing for all my teammates throughout the years i just you know there's just an infinite number of people that you know you just wish you could hang out every day with that some you never get to see again ever and that's the name of the game that's 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 the sad thing about baseball interesting major league baseball stat that involves adam wainwright since 1969 there have been over 10,300 players to appear in an mlb game of those 10,300 plus there have been 2,394 to hit 10 or more home runs in their career and of the 10,300 plus there have been just 36 to win 200 or more games in the majors there's only one to do both and that's adam wainwright the Cardinals end their season on Sunday with a winner over the Cincinnati Reds. Coming up on Tuesday, we'll preview the MLB playoffs as the field is set. More on that coming up tomorrow as the wildcard round begins. Major League Soccer St. Louis City SC was in action on Saturday, picking up a 4-1 win over Sporting KC, clinching the Western Conference with that record-setting 17th win. City head coach Bradley Carnell on his team recording the most wins in a season by an expansion team at 17. Just extremely proud of the group, you know, and to call that spot our own. You know, we can't we can't buy anything with it. We can't celebrate anything with it. There's no silverware with it. But yeah, it's there, right? Um, and for that, I'm proud of. Um, but that should just give us more motivation. City's Edward Leuven on the fans saluting the team after they set the MLS record. It's every single home home game like that. That's why everybody's enjoying it so much. That's why everybody here loves to play in front of our own crowd. Uh, that's why. It's even more amazing uh, that, that we are in a great spot now to hopefully stay on the first place, to have the home advantage because playing in front of the, this crowd is just unique. It's, it's different. City is back in action on Wednesday at Vancouver and they wrap up the season October 21st at home against Seattle. NFL, the Kansas City Chiefs nearly let Sunday night football slip away from them after leading 17-0. The New York Jets scored 12 in the second quarter. It was tied up until the fourth quarter when Harrison Butker hit a go-ahead field goal. The final score in that one, Chiefs 23, Jets 20. Kansas City now 3-1 on the season. They're back in action Sunday for week five when they're on the road at Minnesota against the Vikings. Coverage in that one begins at 2 o'clock with kickoff at 325. NHL, the St. Louis Blues are back in action tonight when they are in Columbus for a preseason matchup. Coverage starts at 5.30 on B104.3 for a 6 o'clock puck drop. It's preseason that the Blues play Thursday at Dallas and wrap up the preseason at home on Saturday, October 7th against the Chicago Blackhawks. NCAA football, the Missouri Tigers now 5-0 on the season after they beat Vanderbilt on Saturday 38-21. They move up in rankings by two spots to 21st in the AP Top 25. Tigers head coach Eli Drinkwitz, how does his team feel to be undefeated five weeks into the season? I think they're really excited. Um, 
to be five and zero, but I, I think they're also really mature enough to know that um, we didn't sign up to play to be five and zero. We, we signed up to compete in the SEC, and the only way you can do that is to go one and zero each week. And so, I don't really think they're buying the hype or drinking the Kool Aid in any sort of manner. Eli Drinkwitz on quarterback Brady Cook setting the SEC record for most consecutive pass attempts without an interception. We talk about being a smart, disciplined decision maker. I mean, that's really the the hallmark of a good quarterback. He's playing smart, not conservative. When the ball, you know, when it needs to go deep, he's, you know, been able to hit, hit hit those deep balls. When he needs to take some check downs, he's done that. Um, he just hasn't put the ball in jeopardy very much. In fact, Brady Cook's last interception was thrown in the game last season against Vanderbilt. Mizzou's got a tough two weeks coming up. This Saturday, they play the 23rd-ranked LSU Tigers at Faro Field in Columbia. The following Saturday, they're on the road against 20th-ranked Kentucky. And the NASCAR Cup Series race the Yellowwood 500 from Talladega Super Speed on Sunday, the winner, Ryan Blaney. He'll join William Byron in the round of eight as the round of 12 wraps up this Sunday at the Bank of America Roval 400 at Charlotte Motor Speedway on their road course. That's sports. I'm Jared Pettis. The Family Fun Center in Bonterre is putting the family back in the family fun. It's the perfect place for a birthday party, family game night, group outings, or just come hang out and have some great food and lots of fun. Be sure to check out their new go-karts to make your experience even more enjoyable. Whether it's bowling, arcade games, go-karts, bumper boats, bounce houses, or just hanging out, you can count on a great time. The Family Fun Center, open Wednesday through Sunday and located right off Highway 67 on Old Orchard Road in Bonterre. Have an automotive issue? Let the experts take care of it for you. Wade's Auto Service is a full-service shop serving the Farmington area since 2015. Wade's Auto Service in Farmington is locally owned and operated, and because they want to be your first choice for all of your auto service and repair needs, they warranty all of their work with a two-year, 24,000-mile part and labor warranty. They stand behind their work. To schedule an appointment, simply give them a call, 573-664-1302. Listen to all that cash I saved shopping at my local Big Deal store. I know what you're thinking. Jenny, tell me more. Well, this is a secret I love sharing. Shop your local Big Deal store from your phone, computer, or tablet for gift certificates at discounted prices. Automotive, pets, retail, groceries, entertainment, outdoor, restaurants, services, travel, health, beauty. It's all there. Shop and soon you'll be saving too. Go to kfmo.com or b104fm.com and click on the Big Deal's logo for instant savings. The ninth Annual Mineral Area Bluegrass Festival is Saturday, October 7th at Leadwood City Park from 10 a.m. to 10 p.m. See local bands plus the Barry Jones family, Punch's family, Harmon and Rubel Bluegrass, and the Route 67 band. Then at 6 p.m., RFD TV's Penny Gilly Show takes the stage, plus a tribute to the local police and fire departments and servicemen and women. Admission is $5, kids 12 and under are free. The 9th Annual Mineral Area Bluegrass Festival, Saturday, October 7th at Leadwood City Park. This is The Start on KFMO. Thank you for letting us start your day. We start a lot of stuff around here. It's all good things, all good things. Not starting no trouble, that's for sure. Why? Well, I have the prosecuting attorney for St. Francis County in the room here. It's time for the prosecuting attorney's report. And I'd just like to welcome Blake Dudley to the microphone this morning. Good morning. How are you? Morning, Mike. We're doing okay. Thanks. Can you pull that microphone up there a little bit closer in? Okay, great. Thanks. I forgot to do that before you got here, so that's my fault. Uh, thanks for coming in, though. I really appreciate it. You've been tasked with uh, being the prosecutor for St. Francis County after that last election, and you know, uh, 
it's not an easy job pulling all this together after COVID. There was so much that we couldn't even do that uh, during that time. Yeah, there was a, a lot of cases that had to be put on hold and never knew when they were going to actually go to trial or not go to trial. And if they got taken off trial, they'd put those cases back about eight months before they could get back into a courtroom again if, again, it didn't get called off because of another quarantine. Yeah, it's been really tough. And, uh, well, you uh, I don't know where to go, where to begin, because you have so many rocks in the way. You had uh, a small amount of people in the office to work with, and I guess you've got some new people now. But that slowed things down. And coming in as a new prosecutor, you have to get your feet on the ground and see what the previous prosecutor had done or not done and what they left you. And so putting all that together, how's it coming along? Well, like you said, uh, you know, we're, we came in and we had one assistant prosecutor left over. And it was out of a staff of that had been originally maybe six or seven. Uh, and we've built from there. So, you know, since we've been in office, we've brought in at least another four assistant prosecutors. So the main full-time assistant prosecutor is up to a full-time staff of four. We're trying to get to the fifth or sixth ones that we have positions available for still. Uh, but uh, as far as lawyers, we're, we're you know behind but trying to get caught up. And that, that slows down on getting caught up on the cases that have been sitting around for years. I mean, you talk about the previous administration. We have some cases that are actually left over from the administration before that. And trying to, to find witnesses that could be anywhere in the country, pull them in, and then try and reconstruct cases that have been worked on by lawyers who have now since then become judges, going on to be back to be lawyers <laughs> oh that's incredible and i think before the interview we were talking some of those go back what to 2014 i think you said i do have at least one serious case where it occurred back in 2014 a few of them occurred back in 2017 um, and you know typically it becomes harder to prosecute them the older the cases get but uh, again we're trying to get our feet underneath us the first step was always to to get the staff and we were lucky to get a good administrative staff when we came in we've been able to hold on to those positions we've added to them uh, as far as that you know, even just recently we've hired a new victim advocate and we've got a former secretary who worked from the previous administration has come back to work for us and we also hired a new lawyer over in the past couple of months as well Ms. samantha goldsmith so with these lawyers able to address these cases and you know we're also back on track with other matter which is the grand jury so the grand jury had been in place before that's 12 members of the community who have it help us out by reviewing cases they issue their own charges and then help us kind of fast track cases in the circuit court we had put that on hold because so many cases have been fast tracked before i went into office and then all of a sudden we didn't have the lawyers to handle them uh, so we're now back in we have uh, started up the grand jury again and it's being coordinated again by our victim advocate, Rachel Thomas, who had worked with the grand jury in the previous administration. She's doing a great job of pulling all the cases and the witnesses together and actually kind of getting the lawyers on track of how to actually procedurally uh, put it, uh, present the cases. So the grand jury has been very important to us. I mean, primarily we use it for about three or four different real purposes. I mean, a prosecutor can file any charges, but when we file charges, it has to go through a preliminary hearing in front of another judge. And then it goes into the circuit court where it's set for trial. Uh, with the grand jury, we're able to do things like, uh, well, do things better, especially in particular like the drug cases. We have a large amount of drug cases which are done through the task force, and that involves confidential informants and undercover officers. And it is often hard to pull all those cases together. You have repetitive court dates if you had at the preliminary hearing. But also you have, again, confidential sources and undercover officers of which we don't necessarily wish to make public immediately. And so it helps us process those large volumes, protect those sources. And then we have cases like the child pornography cases, and that involves a lot of 
computer expertise, a lot of technical work. And so the, there is a task force in the area that addresses just those particular issues, and they're excellent at being able to explain the process from step by step and how they obtain the electronic information. So we can do multiple cases at one time through the same witness and speeds it along. And then, of course, also most importantly, we have the child victims and the vulnerable victim cases where we're trying to protect them from that open court experience, being confronted and attacked. It uh, gives them a safer environment for them to come forward and to talk so that you know, a, a good, appropriate charging decision can be made and, and, quite honestly, to evaluate their ability to talk in front of a group of people. Yeah, that, that's a really tough situation. It's, uh, gr I'm grateful we have the Child Advocacy Center for one group that helps take care of that. And uh, there are others, too. Don't uh, I think the CASA people, CASA of the Parkland, get involved with that kind of thing, advocacy for, uh, for kids. Uh, I was thinking about, you know, how this sounds in St. Francis County, and we're getting back on track and everything, but there are other counties around us, too. Are they all going through the same thing, and does that affect us? Well, the other counties, you have four counties in our circuit, and of those four counties, three of them replaced their prosecutor in the last election. Now, in our county, we're fortunate we have a larger county. Uh, we had a good um, office base. So we had the, the, our administrative staff stayed with us. We had at least one good assistant prosecutor who was able to go train both myself and my first assistant in the and some of the technical parts of things. But uh, that put us at an advantage over the other two counties that replaced, which is Madison County and Washington County, both of which essentially started from scratch. Uh, they didn't have any administrative assistance that, that came over from the previous administration. Uh, the lawyer in Madison County had come from a background of being a prosecutor and a judge in other counties further south. The lawyer in Washington County had come from being, being a private attorney. So essentially they've been building up from the very beginning. And I would say we've been fortunate that we did have a very good base uh, of administrative staff mm -hmm. before we even got started. We just needed to have the attorneys and the expertise with the cases in order to get the cases moving. That's amazing. Can you imagine what those other offices are going through? from you know what I hear you talk about in in our county um, it's really something that you have to look at and, and technology comes along and now after COVID you're probably are you still doing uh, remote trials or are you face-to-face -face now I guess pretty much everything is face-to-face -face. I mean the remote was very discouraged uh, it from the judge's standpoint as well as from the attorney's standpoint when you're doing a trial or any kind of hearing remotely uh, the fact finder, namely the judge, is not really able to assess the person face to face. They don't see their mannerisms outside of a computer or a TV screen. Um, so likewise, if you're the attorney and you're questioning the witness again, you don't see exactly how they're behaving. Uh, so it's the effect of the communication. There's a barrier in communication. There's not as effective. The judges didn't like it. We didn't like it. And we've always tried to avoid it. <laughs> yeah, that's very important, I would think, to be face to face when you're doing something like this in a trial. Just the same as if talking to somebody face-to-face -face versus talking to them on the phone or just, you know, chatting through them on text messages. It's it's Face-to-face -face is essential. Yeah, it really is. Well, what else is going on in the prosecutor's office you'd like to talk about today? Well, like I said, we did hire a new attorney, Samantha Goldsmith. We got her from a law firm out of Jefferson County. She came down to join us. She's also fairly young. And we already had Jack Compton, who was one of our hires we hired this summer, who was a young out-of-law school lawyer. And uh, both of them are going to have their very first jury trials this week, back-to-back. -back. Uh, so one will be trying a case on Wednesday. The other one will be trying a case on Thursday. They're going to be supported by two experienced attorneys to assist them as they go along. They're both very talented and they're very well trained. So I'm really looking forward to see how they perform. Uh, 
on my side of things. I mean, I hadn't done a jury trial in some, quite some time as a prosecuting attorney. I hadn't been on a jury trial since the 90s. So I had my first jury trial back in August. <laughs> and uh, we had the case of, against uh, Mr. Ali Nettles. He was a convicted felon. Uh, he was out of, uh, I see, I think it was Ohio? No, Iowa. And uh, he had led law enforcement on a high-speed chase from, Madison, or from Wayne County through Madison County through St. Francis County, and our deputies were able to apprehend him up in uh, Jefferson County. So we did a two-day trial back in August, and he was found guilty of the felony resisting arrest. Uh, sentencing will be sometime here this month in October. So uh, kind of, it was a relief to get back in the, the saddle as a prosecutor, mm -hmm. presenting evidence as opposed to as a defense attorney trying to break down the prosecutor's case. And uh, surprising or not surprisingly, really, it was still the same process that I had done when I was younger. And, <laughs> and I was very happy that it went smoothly as far as procedurally. And, of course, I was very happy with the outcome. Yeah, that's really, uh, I think I remember when that happened. We had the story on that. Uh, yeah, that was. It was, a, it was a pretty dangerous chase. It went straight through up Highway 67, and at least two deputies' cars were run off the road along the way. Yeah, it was a mess, that's for sure. Well, uh, thanks for being here today. We're out of time for the program, but... Uh, We'll get you back in next month and talk about some more uh, legal things going on in St. Francis County. Well, thanks for having me. Well, I sure appreciate it. That is Blake Dudley. He's the prosecuting attorney for St. Francis County here on AM 1240 with the prosecuting attorney's report. Stick around. News is next. Have our award-winning news delivered to your inbox. The KFMO B104 Morning Cup of Coffee newsletter. A necessary start to your day. We have received a report that one of the escaped inmates... The in top the stories of the day have never been easier to find with the KFMO B104 Morning Cup of Coffee newsletter. The tax rate is... Get the news delivered to your email every weekday for free with the KFMO B104 Morning Cup of Coffee newsletter. Go to KFMO.com and subscribe today. Shop local, buy local, save it's not every day you can save money. Oh, wait, you can. Hi, Jenny here from Big Deals. When you shop Big Deals, you'll save money every day on dozens of gift certificates from local businesses like these. Curtis Glass Center in Park Hills, Good Earth Tech Services in Bonterre, Hobbs Pub and Grill in Bonterre and Potosi, the Boulevard Salon and Spa in Farmington. When it comes to auto care, trust the experts at Powell Automotive in Park Hills. Powell Automotive is your go-to destination for everything from auto repairs to quick oil changes and more. The experienced team at Powell Automotive is dedicated to keeping your vehicle running smoothly. Give them a call at 573-315-5119 or stop by 402 5th Street in Park Hills to schedule your next service. Powell Automotive, where quality and convenience meet the road. Drive confidently with Powell. What is the difference between insurance companies? This is Jerry Weems with Weems Insurance Agency. Trying to determine the proper insurance coverage, we work with the top national and regional insurance companies to help you identify the right type of policy and the proper level of protection. Call me today at 573-701-9300 to see how our insurance solutions will give you peace of mind and affordable price. 573-701-9300. Stay tuned to KFMO. We're going to have news after the weather, which is next. Weather is brought to you by Kitchell Accounting and Tax Service in Ironton. It's never too early to start crunching those numbers, downloading those forms, and organizing all those receipts you put in your shoebox. Getting frustrated yet? Yeah. Try crunching this number, 573-546-3104. 
accountant Stephanie Kitchell with Kitchell Accounting and Tax Service in Ironton. Year-round for tax and business consulting, accounting, and bookkeeping and payroll. Crunch that number one more time. 573-546-3104. A trusted name in the Arcadia Valley area. Kitchell Accounting and Tax Service in Ironton. Sunshine, our high temperatures today will be right around the upper 80s. Nice and clear tonight, overnight low in the low 60s. For Tuesday, back to sunshine, our high in the middle two upper 80s. Wednesday, a few isolated showers, our high right around 85. And then showers with a chance of thunderstorms on Thursday, our high Thursday in the low to mid 70s. Friday, we're right back to sun, our high temperatures on Friday into the low 70s. Cooler Saturday into the middle 60s. From the Parkland's 24-hour weather center, I'm meteorologist Sally Russell. Local news you can trust. This is the Parkland's Freedom Leader, AM 1240 KFMO. Here's Mike Ramsey. Good mon- uh, morning. It is Monday, October 2nd, and the Times 834 in this newscast. We're going to hear about cantaloupes that were sold in 19 states, including Missouri. They're being recalled, and a Farmington man was killed in a traffic crash Saturday night in Madison County, plus a special Halloween bash is being presented by Lulu's Cakes in Deloge this evening. The event begins tonight at 5 o'clock, runs until 8 o'clock, and the owner of Lulu's Cakes, Jamie Lania, says they're closing down the entire 100 block of Lincoln Street in downtown Deloge for the big Halloween bash, which features many activities. And the best thing is we are actually closing the street down, and this is going to be trunk or treat, block party style Halloween bash, and I cannot wait, and that's where everything's going to take place. The costume contest portion of the Deloge Halloween Bash presented by Lulu's Cakes begins about 7 o'clock. For more information on registration and what's to take place, visit Lulu's Cakes' Facebook page for more. Also in news, a Farmington man, 43-year-old Darren J. McIntyre, is dead after a traffic crash Saturday night at 10 o'clock in Madison County. Highway Patrol reports show McIntyre was driving a four-wheel off-road vehicle east on H Highway a mile and a half north of Fredericktown when his vehicle struck an animal in the road. The vehicle ran off the right side of the highway and crashed into a tree. McIntyre was pronounced dead at the scene. Cantaloupes that were sold in 19 states, including Missouri, are being recalled. According to reports, the company, Eagle Produce, out of Scottsdale, Arizona, is recalling the cantaloupes due to a potential salmonella contamination. According to a press release from the Food and Drug Administration, 6,456 cases of whole cantaloupe were recalled. The fruit was distributed between September 5th and September 16th in Missouri and many other states, 19 total to be exact. The products recalled include candy produce, whole cantaloupes, UPC code number 4050, and lot code 797-901 or 797-900 plus 804-918. FDA officials say if you purchase the product, you're urged to dispose of it, not consume it. If you have concerns about maybe an illness connected to the product, contact your local health provider. That's news from AM 1240. I'm Mike Ramsey reporting for KFMO News from the Collins News Desk. It's Monday, October 2nd. 
And it's 837. Stay tuned. Sports is next with Jared Pettis. Remember to check the website, too, though. That's KFMO.com. It's time for a look at sports. I'm Jared Pettis on the local site. High school football on Friday. Our broadcast matchup saw the Central Rebels fall to the Valley Catholic Warriors 48-34 in Park Hills. Valley Catholic head coach Judd Nager picked up career win 175 with Valley. He spoke with us after the win. It was a good win, you know. Um, they're a good football team, and... Um you know, they, they played really well in spots tonight. I know they, they have injuries, and, um, you know, it's almost hard to fathom what they would kind of look like if they were 100% out there. You know, I, th- I think we'd still be able to, put, you know, score some points, and I think it might have been one of them 70-70 to 70 games. We've got a good ceiling this year, but we certainly have a lot of things to fix. You know, we, 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 we gave up more yards tonight than we, than we have in our first five games combined. Valley Catholic improves to 5-1, and one, while Central falls to 3-3. Three and three. In fact, it's just the first time since 2011 that the Central Rebels have lost three straight games. Central head coach Corey Schweiss after the loss. We've got a lot of work to do that's what I see Uh, we are we are just honestly we're just not very good right now like we've got to figure some things out we've got a personnel or or we we just gotta learn how to play the game the right way I I don't want to question our effort because I think they try they just don't understand (laughs) the schemes of, of what we're trying to do and and that's on us as coaches we've got to get these guys ready uh you know it's week six we can't be making the mistakes that we're making uh right now so uh we got to go back to the drawing board i know i know injuries has a little to do with it but i don't think it's got as much to do with it as as what people might think i think you know we just we just lack a little toughness, honestly. Other winners from Friday night football. Potosi escaped with a win over St. Genevieve 29-28. Festus top North County in the Raiders' homecoming. Hillsboro beats Windsor to stay undefeated. Cape Central shuts out Farmington 35-0. Farmington lost their quarterback Brett Dry early due to injury. And Fredericktown was at DeSoto, and they win it by two. Coming up today on the local side, high school softball. North County is at Sykeston, and St. Clair hosts the Fredericktown Lady Black Cats. On the volleyball side, a whole host of matchups. Bismarck at St. Genevieve. Potosi is at home against DeSoto. Farmington is on the road at Jackson. St. Paul at Ellington. Kingston, the Lady Cougars host Grandview. And South Iron is at Arcadia Valley to take on the Lady Tigers. Valley Catholic at Perryville. And the Fredericktown Lady Cats are in Cape Girardeau against Cape Central, the Lady Tigers. Boys Soccer Pacific is at North County and St. Paul is at home against Eagle Ridge. And on the girls' tennis side, district tournament time. Class 1, District 2 tournament quarterfinals. Potosi plays Windsor in a 4-5 matchup. Class 2 District 1 tournament quarterfinal. The 4-5 matchup there, Farmington plays Festus. And on Tuesday, high school volleyball on AM 1240 KFMO. MAAA large school conference play. Central is at Farmington. Here at On the Parkland Sports Leader, 6 o'clock pregame, 6.30 opening serve from the Black Knight Fieldhouse. Major League Baseball, the St. Louis Cardinals wrapped up their series on Sunday. Our own Mike Reeves has the recap from Bush Stadium and Adam Wainwright's final career day as the St. Louis Cardinal. The Cardinals were 4-3 to three winners over the Reds on the final day of the season and the final day of pitcher Adam Wainwright's career. Wainwright pinch hit in the eighth inning and struck out, and he says the pregame ceremony meant a lot to him. Watching Yadi and Albert send off last year, I thought, man, that is so, they are so deserving of that. And I was so proud that they got to share that together. Um, 
I would have never thought in a million years that I would get anything like that. Irving Lopez, Jordan Walker, Luke and Baker, and Jose Fermin drove in the St. Louis runs. The winning pitcher is Miles Michaelis. The loss goes to Hunter Green. The save for Ryan Helsley. The final, Cardinals 4, Reds 3. In St. Louis, I'm Mike Reeves. Mike, thanks. Cardinals pitcher Adam Wainwright. What will he miss most about the experience of being a major league player? A lot of incredible people in there. You know, just beyond baseball. Just incredible people to get to share life with you know and um same thing for all my teammates throughout the years so just you know there's just an infinite number of people that you know you just wish you could hang out every day with that some you never get to see again ever and that's the name of the game that's 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 the sad thing about baseball interesting major league baseball stat that involves adam wainwright since 1969 there have been over 10,300 players to appear in an mlb game of those 10,300 plus there have been 2,394 to hit 10 or more home runs in their career and of the 10,300 plus there have been just 36 to win 200 or more games in the majors there's only one to do both and that's Adam Wainwright. The Cardinals end their season on Sunday with a winner over the Cincinnati Reds. Coming up on Tuesday, we'll preview the MLB playoffs as the field is set. More on that coming up tomorrow as the wildcard round begins. Major League Soccer St. Louis City SC was in action on Saturday, picking up a 4-1 win over Sporting KC, clinching the Western Conference with that record-setting 17th win. City head coach Bradley Carnell on his team recording the most wins in a season by an expansion team at 17. Just extremely proud of the group, you know, and to call that spot our own, you know, we can't we can't buy anything with it. We can't celebrate anything with it. There's no silverware with it. But yeah, it, it's there. All right. Um, and for that, I'm proud of. Um, but that should just give us more motivation. City's Edward Leuven on the fans saluting the team after they set the MLS record. It's every single home, home game like that. That's why everybody's enjoying it so much. That's why everybody here loves to play in front of our own crowd. Uh, that's why it's even more amazing uh, that, that we are in a great spot now to hopefully stay on the first place to have the home advantage because playing in front of the, this crowd is just unique. It's, it's different. City is back in action on Wednesday at Vancouver and they wrap up the season October 21st at home against Seattle. NFL, the Kansas City Chiefs nearly let Sunday night football slip away from them after leading 17-0. The New York Jets scored 12 in the second quarter. It was tied up until the fourth quarter when Harrison Butker hit a go-ahead field goal. The final score in that one, Chiefs 23, Jets 20. Kansas City now 3-1 on the season. They're back in action Sunday for Week 5 when they're on the road at Minnesota against the Vikings. Coverage in that one begins at 2 o'clock with kickoff at 325. NHL, the St. Louis Blues are back in action tonight when they are in Columbus for a preseason matchup. Coverage starts at 5.30 on B104.3 for a 6 o'clock puck drop. It's preseason that the Blues play Thursday at Dallas and wrap up the preseason at home on Saturday, October 7th against the Chicago Blackhawks. NCAA football, the Missouri Tigers now 5-0 on the season after they beat Vanderbilt on Saturday 38-21. They move up in rankings by two spots to 21st in the AP Top 25. Tigers head coach Eli Drinkwitz, how does his team feel to be undefeated five weeks into the season? I think they're really excited. Um, 
to be five and zero, but I, I think they're also really mature enough to know that um, we didn't sign up to play to be five and zero. We, we signed up to compete in the SEC, and the only way you can do that is to go one and zero each week. And so, I don't really think they're buying the hype or drinking the Kool Aid in any sort of manner. Eli Drinkwitz on quarterback Brady Cook setting the SEC record for most consecutive pass attempts without an interception. We talk about being a smart, disciplined decision maker. I mean, that's really the the hallmark of a good quarterback. He's playing smart, not conservative. When the ball, you know, when it needs to go deep, he's, you know, been able to hit, hit, hit those deep balls. When he needs to take some check downs, he's done that. Um, he just hasn't put the ball in jeopardy very much. In fact, Brady Cook's last interception was thrown in the game last season against Vanderbilt. Mizzou's got a tough two weeks coming up. This Saturday, they play the 23rd-ranked LSU Tigers at Faroe Field in Columbia. The following Saturday, they're on the road against 20th-ranked Kentucky. And the NASCAR Cup Series race the Yellowwood 500 from Talladega Super Speedway on Sunday. The winner, Ryan Blaney. He'll join William Byron in the round of eight as the round of 12 wraps up this Sunday at the Bank of America Roval 400 at Charlotte Motor Speedway on their road course. That's sports. I'm Jared Pettis. Community Manor in Farmington is a skilled nursing facility certified for Medicare and Medicaid. Community Manor has an overall rating of 1, quality rating of 1, and a staff rating of 1. Senior residents receive 24-hour medical care while also getting the rehabilitation care they need, which includes a range of motion exercises, speech therapy, and posture and body mechanics. Visit Community Manor in Farmington at 783 Weber Road or give them a call 573-756-8998. Looking for great quality, great prices, and great customer service? Hi, I'm Trent Cuiava, owner of Cornerstone Furniture and Mattress, located in Park Hills, formerly Patsy's Furniture. I personally invite you to stop by and check out our showroom where we offer top brands such as Ashley, Smith Brothers, Fusion, Kimball Mattresses, and more. At Cornerstone Furniture and Mattress, you'll get free delivery and setup. Financing options are available. Stop by and see us. And find us on Facebook, Cornerstone Furniture and Mattress, where we turn your house into a home. What are you doing? I'm working on my ghost impression for this year's costume contest at the annual Lincoln Street Halloween Bash. Right. Well, good luck with that. Be sure to mark your calendars for this year's Lincoln Street Halloween Bash, October 2nd, starting at 5 p.m. This is a free event for the entire community. Also, the first 200 kids to register will receive a free Halloween Bash t-shirt. Was I even a little bit convincing? You should keep practicing. Stay tuned to KFMO. We have the Mineral Area College Report coming up in just a moment. But Audra Kane's Daily Dust is next. Plenty of companies can help you with your home improvement projects, but few offer the skills and resources of 30-plus years in business. Dalton Home Improvement is experienced in exterior projects like doors, windows, siding, and gutters, and interior projects including kitchen and bath remodeling. Dalton Home Improvement can help you from start to finish when you are ready to make improvements on your home or business. Call 314-640-2808 or check them out at daltonhomeimprovements.com. This is not headline news. It's not called dust. It's called... We call it the Daily Dust with just a light dusting of gossip. I'm Audra Kane for KFMO. Travis Kelsey was seen leaving Taylor Swift's apartment on Sunday morning. Then Taylor showed up to watch the Chiefs play the Jets. Travis Kelsey's living the good life. Donna Kelsey's living the best life of all. There she is with Taylor Swift again like she was last week. 
Yeah, and she brought Sophie Turner, Blake Lively and Ryan Reynolds, and Hugh Jackman. Bruce Springsteen's tour writer calls for six bottles of quality beer that are, quote, not Budweiser. He also needs a manicurist who can do, quote, a man's and a woman's acrylic nail work. And Pete Davidson crashed his SUV Saturday night while leaving his stand-up show in Los Angeles. Miley Cyrus's Revenge Anthem Flowers has been breaking records since it dropped. I can Flowers reached a billion streams faster than any other song in Spotify's history. Mayan Bialik says Blossom's reboot may happen, but as a drama, not a sitcom. Whoa! Tom Hanks is warning fans that he has nothing to do with an AI video of himself promoting a dental plan. And Aerosmith's farewell tour was postponed to sometime in 2024 because of Steven Tyler's vocal injury. Pink's Summer Carnival Tour hasn't quite gone as planned. She's actually had to call off her Dallas concert because of a sinus infection and couldn't make it work. Luckily, she got a few days off and doesn't have to be in San Diego until tomorrow. Hope that Pink can rest up. And that's The Daily Dust. I'm Audrey Kane for KFMO. Let's go Cardinals. Minerary Cardinals, that is. Hi, this is Brandon Hubbard. Come hang out with your friends at Hub's Pub and Grill in Bonterre, Potosi. We offer great lunch and dinner items and daily specials from sandwiches, steaks, fish, salads, or wings. We have something you'll love. Stop by and see us before or after the game. That's Hub's Pub and Grill in Bonterre and Potosi. Check us out on Facebook or online at hubspubandgrill.com. Stop on by Hub's Pub located at 10 South Dover Street in Bonterre and 220 West High Street in Potosi. This is the start from KFMO AM 1240. Thank you all so much for being here today. It's time for our weekly Mineral Area College Report. And we're going to focus on the Law Enforcement Academy at MAC. We have one of the instructors of the Law Enforcement Academy with us this morning, Jason Fitzwater. Jason, how's it going this morning? I'm doing well. How are you, sir? Pretty good. Pretty good. Nice day out there. And I, I don't know. I almost want to say nice day for the academy. I don't know. Do you do much outside, or is it all classwork inside? or, or well, There's a little bit of both. Uh, most of the time that we spend is inside the academy, but depending on what we're doing, and it, this morning they are uh, in the classroom doing their – we actually had a guest uh, from the Southeast Missouri Family Violence that showed up this morning to speak with the academy. Uh, just depends on, on, on what's going on. So some days uh, they have uh, PT, physical training, that they have to do outside. But most of the time we're, uh, we're indoors. So uh, who do you train there? Just police officers or does it, be, uh, does it range more than that? Well, we, we have our day academy and we have our night academy. And those folks that are in those, they are going through the uh, Missouri Post uh, academy uh, trying to become law enforcement officers uh, it's a 10-month program if you're going through the day academy and it's, it's the same for the night academy the only difference is the the night academy runs from january to december and they get the summer months off where the day academy runs from august uh, until may and they don't they don't get uh, any breaks other than the normal holidays that the college gets so we 
We also do continuing education for uh, certified law enforcement officers, and we have uh, an abundance of classes that they can sign up and take to continue their education uh, in law enforcement. Post-certification. I've heard that many times in relation to law enforcement, and that makes sense. Yeah, you have to have that before you can be the police officer. That is correct, yes. We are a 1,000-hour academy. Um, some academies don't offer that, and that's what the state of Missouri considers to be a Class A license. So if you come to Minerary College Law Enforcement Academy and you graduate, you're going you're gonna to qualify with a, uh, I could say graduate with a 1,000-hour Class A license, which will get you anywhere that you want to work in the state of Missouri as a law enforcement officer. Is there a financial aid available for something like this? There is. Uh, there's financial aid available. In the last couple of years, the, the governor has uh, signed, uh, I don't know if it was a bill or, or what it was, but uh, they could receive up to $5,000 in financial assistance. Uh, and that's something that they didn't have to pay back. It wasn't like it was a, a pale grant or something. Mm -hmm. uh, it's about 8600 to $9,000 to attend um, the academy as a recruit. So that's a big, uh, big, big chunk towards that if they, if they qualify. Sure, that's really great to see the governor. He supports, I think, uh, well, just take a look at the Mac Tech building, things like that. He supports education for Yes, he uh, does. And he, he was a sheriff also. So. Right. Yeah, he was. He was. He was sitting in the same chair you're in uh, before he became governor. He came by the radio station when he was thinking about running for lieutenant governor. Okay. Uh, or no, he was going governor. Then he changed his mind to lieutenant governor, I believe. Anyway, uh, he came by the station for a campaign visit, basically. And we got to know him a little bit here. So, uh, yeah, a rancher too, right? I yes. Think. Yes, sir. Yeah, he, so. uh, I had an opportunity to meet him one time uh, several years ago. He's a mm -hmm. very, very nice man. Yeah, I think so too. And uh, knows what's needed in law enforcement because of his time as a sheriff. So um, you have financial aid over there. Uh, do you find kids out of high school coming in, or is this people that have already went through high school and maybe a career change or something? Or well, the, the thing about the Law Enforcement Academy is we get a, a wide variety. Uh, you cannot uh, be a law enforcement officer until you're 21 years of age in the state of Missouri. doesn't mean that you cannot go to the academy. We have 19, 20-year-olds uh, that attend the academy. It just means that you can't take your Missouri post-test until you're 21. And then once you um, take that test, if you pass, then you will become certified a as a law enforcement officer, one thing that, um, you know, I, I've been there as an adjunct for 10 years. And one thing that I, I've noticed is that we are getting more late thirties, early forties and older, hmm. um, recruits that are coming in. It's not just your early twenties. Um, and that's, uh, it's a little different when you have a, a class of uh, early 20-year-olds year and then you have a class that has also mixed in, you know, 35 to 45-year-olds. It's uh, it, it can be a neat experience when you have uh, that diversity in age in, right. in, in the classroom. You bring a different perspective from sure. the yeah. older folks to the younger and, and vice versa. I found that it really helps me to understand a lot of things. If I'm around some people that are, well, I'm 65, and sometimes I'm uh, doing jobs with people that are 20 to 30 years old. 
Yeah. So that different perspective helps me understand a lot of things that are going on nowadays. Um, so the Law Enforcement Academy is really a great place, to, a great thing to have in the area. And uh, we have about a minute left in the program. Is there uh, anything else, maybe contact information we want to get out there or something? Sure. You can stop by the, the police academy. We're actually uh, in our our testing process for our next night academy that will start in, in January. And and um, we've we've had about 10 to 15 people that's come in and, and taken the, the PT test and, and then the written test. And, you know, there's a process that, of course, that you have to go through to get in that. And, you know, if uh, it's something that you're interested in, we're there Monday through Friday from, from 8 to 4. You can stop by and, and, uh, and see us, and we can give you the application to fill out and, and, and start the process. You know, we're, we're in dire need of, uh, of law enforcement. You know, we're losing a, a lot of law enforcement in today's times. And, mm -hmm. um, you know, our classes are running anywhere between 11 to 15 and, you know, we used to have, um, you know, 20, 25 plus. Hmm. So uh, it's, it's definitely, it's the most honorable profession. And, you know, I did it for 20 years and there's nothing else that I would rather do 